At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner, James Salinas, is along via Denver, Colorado, as we get ready to dive in for the next three hours into the Week 7 NFL card. James, always great to be with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. Are you ready for Week 7, my friend? I always think about it, right? We get so hyped leading up to the season, all the excitement. All right, can we hurry and hurry, hurry, get there, get there week one. And then all of a sudden you blink and it's now week seven. Where is the season going? We're what, roughly over a third of the way through the year. Where's the season going, man? I'm ready for week seven. I just can't believe it just flies by so fast. I think it's a sign, my friend, that we're getting old. <laughs> time flies when well i think there's pl- so and you're probably right about that brady you're probably right about that and that coupled with a lot of other signs as far as somebody like me who's in the uh, 50 burger club but i hear you but you know you're as old as you feel and i feel great t- i feel great today so let's get after it i'm with, right there with you my friend all right let's dive in the four and two cincinnati Bengals visiting the five and one baltimore ravens on sunday And similar to those Green Bay Packers, the Ravens, they lost their first game of the season but have now won five straight, James. They come off of a blowout of the Los Angeles Chargers. The Cincinnati Bengals come off of a blowout of their own over the Detroit Lions. Double revenge here for the Bengals, who were beaten by Baltimore last season, 27-3 and 38-3. Now, Joe Burrow did not play in that second loss to Baltimore. Of course, he was out with his injured knee 
Joe Burrow, interesting in his NFL career, has started and finished 15 NFL games. In those 15 games, he is not lost by more than six points more than twice. Only two times has he lost in 15 games that he starts and finishes by more than six points. Now, the Bengals, they have allowed just 21 points or less in four of their six games this season. Now, they allowed 25 to Green Bay and 24 to Minnesota, James, but both of those games went to overtime. I made this line six, but when I dug into all my numbers, it came out a lot less than that. I think we get a really competitive game here, and I think the underdog is live. I do, too. I like the six and a half, and I also think the under is live as well. You talked about the the where the scoring has been for the Bengals, and yeah, double revenge spot for the Bengals. Maybe it's multiple years revenge spot for the Bengals. When's the last time we've we've seen some hype games recently for the for the Cincinnati Bengals? And and surely enough, when you're talking about Joe Burrow and great that he is able to come back from that late season, really tough injury, knee injury, major knee injury that he's coming back from really surprised and good for him. He's such a competitive kid great playmaker and then just has this sense about him that he's he's just really the the characteristics of a leader he he really emboldens all of that with the Cincinnati Bengals now you're going to go on the road and play in a Baltimore Ravens team that you know yes it's a big division game for the Ravens and they've handled them the last few years and ultimately last year really handled them you talked about the two wins that Baltimore had over the Cincinnati Bengals by a margin of the collective score of 65 to six so can't go anywhere else but up for the Bengals in this contest here and thinking about the number plus the six and a half I like the under better when it's sit- sitting here at 46 and a half just from the standpoint that you know this is a different Bengals defense they made some moves in the offseason with DJ Reader up front as well as Hendrickson on that front line and then Hubbard's been playing very well on that e- on the edge of the front line for that defensive front and they're going to get Ricardo Allen back so that's the safety that they got from la- uh, from really a free agent really it was a just a, a casualty of the salary cap for the Atlanta Falcons losing Allen he's a veteran safety back there he broke his hand early in the season was on IR came back last week got himself acclimated back to the NFL level of playing you know at a high speed now he'll be here and what I've noticed when they played early when they played Minnesota is they're I I think we're going to see a lot of three safety fronts and I really like those other two safeties the starting safeties with Von Bell and Jesse Bates now those guys are kind of a throwback those are hammers those guys will lay a hat and that's what this game is going to be I think this is going to be an incredibly physical game with Ricardo Allen coming back a lot of three safety sets where he's going to play that top safety high single high safety and really allow both those Bell and Bates those two safeties to kind of run you know you got to you got to stay home you got to you're going to have to spy we already know you're going to have to spy Lamar Jackson and be ready for that run as well as take away the middle of the field for for Mark Andrews so I think this is going to be it's going to be a very competitive game it's going to be a very physical game on both sides of the football because we know full well with the Ravens you're they're going to give so many different fronts so many different looks that try to confuse the young Burrow as the quarterback who yeah he played one game last year missed the second game due to injury I think it's going to be a tight game close game I like the six and a half pretty but I like the under better sitting at 46 and a half you look at the division odds in the AFC North the Cincinnati Bengals currently at 10 to 1 I believe prior to the season starting they were 25 to 1 They win this game, and they are tied atop the division 
with the Baltimore Ravens. Six and a half is the consensus number. You mentioned the total of 46. It is 45 and a half here currently at Circa Sports, James. And there are a couple of sixes in the market. I know over at the Westgate earlier this week, they took a $20,000 bet on the Cincinnati Bengals at plus six and a half, and that knocked them down to six. A couple sixes in the market, including the South Point and also at Caesars here in Las Vegas. The Carolina Panthers are on the road trying to get healthy against the 1-5 New York Giants, James. The Panthers have dropped three straight, and star running back Christian McCaffrey will not be eligible to return until week nine when they face the Patriots. The Giants are banged up, too. On the offensive line, Andrew Thomas, wide receiver Kadarius Toney, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, of course. I made this Panthers favored by three, and that was with McCarthy in the game, or excuse me, McCaffrey in the game. And then, of course, he was placed on IR, so he will not be involved in this game. When I dove into my numbers deeper, it actually came out much higher than three points, but I really just don't have the confidence to lay the number here on the road with Carolina right now with no Christian McCaffrey. I don't think I'm going to really be diving into investing on the Carolina Panthers, James. As bad as the Giants are, I I don't know if I'm going to be interested in investing in the Carolina Panthers until they have their star in McCaffrey back in the lineup. I can't do it either. And thinking about Sam Darnold going back to the house of horrors that is MetLife (laughs) Stadium where he played as a New York Jets for a number of years. Now, he was able to exercise those demons week one against the Jets, but that was in Carolina. Well, I think we've seen the last few weeks he has reverted back to the Sam Darnold of the New York Jets, really playing poorly. I think he's got, what, six interceptions the last three games, and they've lost all three of those games, have the Carolina Panthers. and. Yeah, I just I can't get on the I can't get on the side with the Panthers going on the road as this short favorite here. But you know I I like the defensive front that we're going to see out of Carolina. You getting Hassan Reddick coming over from Arizona, uh, the bookend pass rusher. You with with Brian Burns, and you mentioned the change at tackle. You know they're missing three offensive linemen are the New York Giants and having to shuffle around their tackles because of the to- the injury to Thomas at left tackle. So. This is going to be a tall order for the Giants. You mentioned all the injuries for for the Giants offensively, not only the offensive line. You talked about Barkley being able to to know who's going to run the football for the New York Giants. No Galladay, no most likely no Kadarius Tony out there. So the speed factor, I, I think it's going to be tough sledding for the New York Giants. And then you think about the Giants. I mean, they've been awful at home. This the Giants play better on the road, and I think that's uh, the the Boo Birds come out early in New York, and I think the Boo Birds are going to be singing early in this game from the stands for the New York Giants. This is this is just a bad organization from the top on down. And this is the team that would rather play on the road, like I said, <laughs> as opposed to playing at home. They're 1-5, their last six home games. They're 0-3 so far this season. And in those three games, Brady, they've only scored four offensive touchdowns. Two of those came in garbage times at the end of games, both end of last week against the Rams where they just completely got worked in that second quarter. And then week one when they got handled by the Denver Broncos, they had a garbage touchdown. So this is a team that's struggling to score points. They're struggling to play at home. They're not <laughs> – the fans want a complete makeover when it comes to the roster, the personnel, the the front office, the coaching, you name it. There's just so many – there's so much dysfunction going on with that organization. Not a team that I can back. So where I'm looking here is looking at the total 
Not sure what we're going to see out of the Panthers. Does Sam Darnold actually get back to how he played the first three games and exercise some of those demons of his past, some of those past bad games as a New York Jet in MetLife Stadium? I don't know. But as far as the totals concerned, what I do like is I like the under as far as the team total for the New York Giants. It's sitting at 20 and a half. You do have to pay some juice for it. You have to pay 20 cents on the VIG at $1.20. But I, I just don't see how the Giants are going to surpass 20. Are they going to get to 21 points? I don't know. Are they going to get in the end zone? They haven't done it all season long at home. I don't see them doing it this week either against the Carolina Panthers front. So I like the under team total for the Giants under 20 and a half laying the juice at $1.20. If you look at the injury report for the New York Giants, it's not a good one. Saquon Barkley out, Kenny Galladay out, and Kadarius Toney out. And then you've also got a couple of other wide receivers, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton listed as questionable. So really a mash unit there for the New York Giants. The Panthers, their first three games when they were 3-0, and they outgained all three of their opponents. And they have lost in the stats in each game there afterwards, going 0-3 on the scoreboard as well as in the numbers. And James, you talk about not you know really wanting to get involved in this game, a team total under on the Giants, but I think that's the general temperature out there with the betting public too. I've heard that this is one of the lowest handle games of the week for sportsbooks in Las Vegas. Not a whole lot of people interested in going either way here. You have the Giants. I mean, it seems like the Giants have taken some wise guy action, but I think even the wise guys are getting scared of this team with all of the injuries, and no one wants to lay numbers with the uh, Carolina Panthers on the road either. Well, and you mentioned all the injuries. This is just a bad football team all the way around, and it's just a really toxic environment when they're playing at home. They got booed. They've been booed in each one of their home games. They started the week or started the season week one just getting handled by the Denver Broncos, and the Boo Birds came out early in that game, and it's been throughout those three games. It's just been ugly. It's just a, you know, the the atmosphere going in. This is not an atmosphere of excitement and optimism for the fans when they come in. They're just waiting to start to boo and let those boos rain down on the New York Giants. I don't want any part of them. That's why I think they're going to struggle to score in this game. Again, that's why I like the team total for the Giants to go under that 20 and a half. All right, just getting started here on the Pro Football Blitz for Week 7 in the NFL. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. When we come back, we'll dive into the Green Bay Packers and the Washington football team getting after it at Lambeau Field. We'll be right back on VSIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, 
I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And take your sports betting game to the next level. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here covering the card in the NFL for Week 7. And we've made our way to the Washington football team and the Green Bay Packers. Washington has played four of its six games at home, James. And they're two and four. The Green Bay Packers have played four of their six games on the road, and they are at five and one. And we've seen money come in all week long on the dog. This opened at 10 in favor of the Green Bay Packers. Got down, I saw it as low as seven and a half. Uh, Currently, the number is eight in favor of the Green Bay Packers. Your total is at 48 and starting to get a little bit of buyback on the Packers side as well. Some shops have now moved back to nine, getting closer to that opening number of 10. But the initial move that we've seen all week has been on the underdog here. And it is an interesting scheduling spot for the Green Bay Packers. James, they come off of that game against their rival, the Chicago Bears. And next week they go to Arizona a short week on Thursday night. Yeah, and that's exactly why I'm staying away from this game. You mentioned the scheduling spot. Not only because it's a short week going on the road at Arizona and a big conference game against the undefeated Cardinals on the road, but think about the games that we've seen out of the Packers so far. Losing the first game. Now, that... 
you know, what, what all the offseason drama of Aaron Rodgers, was he going to play? All those things played out. You knew he was going to stay there in Green Bay. and But I think that affected them the first week of the season, obviously, where they had to play New Orleans in Jacksonville and just a complete no-show in that game, losing 38-3. to But since then, they've had a lot of primetime games. Now, granted, you're playing at home against Detroit, but it was a Monday night football game. You're going to get up for that at, uh, in a division game at home on Monday night. And then the next week, a Sunday night football game at San Francisco and a dramatic win the way that it was with just a few seconds left and Aaron Rodgers doing what Aaron Rodgers does and being able to make big plays down the field to win that game with a long field goal. Then again, another big game against Pittsburgh and then a lot of hype going on the road at Cincinnati and then the the grudge match that is playing the Chicago Bears. That's just a lot of week in, week out, week in and week out so far for the Green Bay Packers. Just the energy that you have to bring, the focus and the intensity. This just feels like a flat spot right here in the schedule for the Green Bay Packers, but can 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 I get on board? Can we get on board with the Washington football team? Brady, is there a more, is there a team, maybe the Miami Dolphins as far as what the, the expectations coming into the season, is there another team besides that that has really failed to live up to any kind of expectation, especially on the defensive side with the Washington football team? You think about the coaching staff there with Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, defensive-minded guys, old-school linebackers from back in the day, all the hype with that great front four that they have with Washington, and they basically rank last in just about every defensive category you can figure here. Now you're going to have to go on the road and play against Aaron Rodgers. If, if the Packers are focused, they can clearly cover that number, but I just don't like the scheduling spot here for the Green Bay Packers, so I am not getting involved with this game. I did tease Washington up to 15. Uh, one leg of a teaser I have. I took the Washington football team up and over the key number of 14, up to 15, and that's when uh, they were getting nine points. Now they are back to getting nine points at some shops, so uh, I, I don't want to mess around with the standard spread here, but I think uh, over two touchdowns might be a decent side for the football team here. You talk about their defensive woes, James. Very last in the league uh, on third down defense, uh, allowing a opponents to convert over 57 almost 58 percent of the time defensive passer rating 26th in the league total DVOA 24th in the league red zone defense their average at 15th uh, defensive uh, on defense yards per play allowed 24th in the league um, we have spoken about how vulnerable Washington is when they have their when they are without their star offensive lineman Brandman Sheriff in the lineup and he will not be back for another week or two Washington is now 0-10 straight up and 0-9-1 against the spread over the last three years without Sheriff in the lineup. Uh, I think that is very interesting, and I really don't want to bet on this team when he's not there. He obviously protects the quarterback, gets the running game going. Um, also, we talk about that scheduling spot, and you went over it in depth for Green Bay throughout all of their games. When they come off of games against the Chicago Bears, you think that might create a flat spot? They're actually on a 13-1 and run against the spread after games against the Chicago Bears. And I don't know what that trend means, but uh, boy, that's quite a run, 13-1 and after games with Chicago means I'll stay away from it. I'm not a trends guy either. The game, the games don't know, you know, the next week games, they don't know. It depends who they're playing. And, but anytime you've got Aaron Rodgers, absolutely. He's capable of beating anybody in this league and covering those numbers. And we know that, but thinking about Washington, you mentioned the offensive line. They got a, a few injuries on that offensive line. They just got rid of their kicker. They just got rid of Hopkins. So they're bringing in Chris Blewett. 
who hasn't kicked. There's in the a good name for you. Is is that a, that's a <laughs> terrible name, right? Chris Blewett. Yeah. Well, that we should uh, just attach Blewett to basically every kicker in this in this in the NFL outside of Justin Tucker with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they blow it week in and week out. Field goals, PATs, you name it. <laughs> Not a good sign. Maybe Washington's going to be. What else they got to lose? Maybe they'll be going for it on fourth down repeatedly with Chris Blewett now being the kicker. Maybe with the teaser spot here. To your point, 15 points. Uh, I, I just I can't find a way I want to get involved with Washington the numbers going down you talked about where it opened to where it is now I see a lot of seven and a half currently right now in Colorado for you know as the underdog so that number is definitely ticking down I just can't do it It's, it's been I've been very disappointed with Washington I thought this at least from the defensive side that front four was really excited to see them get after it again this season like they did last year especially the second half of the season but just not seeing any adjustments nothing creative defensively out of out of this Washington football team it's pretty much just like a four a, a bull rush for all four guys no stunts no twists no no nothing creative no creativity when it comes to any blitz packages or any kind of defensive fronts up there really kind of vanilla and teams are taking advantage of it and right now uh, the way that that Washington defense is playing uh, Rodgers should have a lot of fun slinging the football in this game. Dating back to 2019, Washington is now 3-10 and 10 straight up on the road when Alex Smith is not their quarterback. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming off of a win over the Washington football team, and they're back to 500 on the year. The Tennessee Titans at 4-2 and two on the season. They're coming off of a win over the Buffalo Bills on Monday night. And this is interesting, James. The Buffalo Bills were five-and-a-half-point favorites going into that game against Tennessee. Now, it did get to six right before kickoff. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs opened up as four-point favorites and got up to five-and-a-half for a big part of the week here in this game against Tennessee. So would you figure that Kansas City and the Buffalo Bills, of course, Buffalo just hammered Kansas City a couple weeks ago. Should Kansas City and Buffalo be equal favorites on the road in Nashville? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. What what are we going to do with Kansas City? We know Patrick Mahomes, and he has to play hero ball, and he's made a lot. He's been forcing the ball a lot this year because I think he feels like he's got to make plays each and every time they have the football because Kansas City is another one. We just talked about the Washington football team and how bad they are defensively. You can say the same thing about the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't trust them to be able to make any plays defensively to get off the field, and it's, it's constantly a shootout for Mahomes having to make big play after big play each and every drive. But... Here, I don't trust either defense. I don't like the Titans' defense. I mean, this the the totals way too. I mean, this that total's gotten way. It's fifty-seven and a half. I see some fifty-eights out here. Way, that's like a college total. I can't bet. And if I'm typically one that loves to bet unders, I'm a dog and an under player. But here, I, do I want to trust the Titans defensively here to be able to get enough stops to compete against Patrick Mahomes? And on the other side, can I trust Kansas City to get enough stops to to stop Derrick Henry in the run game? Now, to Kansas City's point, they should have Chris Jones back, anchor of that defensive line. He's missed the last couple games due to a wrist injury, so he's practiced this week. Should be good to go for this matchup against the Titans here, but I just can't get involved here, Brady. Anytime we're betting on a game, if I'm betting on a team, I want to at least have a chance to where I feel like, all right, this is I, I'm on the Kansas City side or the Titans side, whatever side I, de- I 
decide to choose that I want to get a stop at least some point in a game and that I'm worried each and every possession that I just don't trust either of these defenses to get off the field. I just can't get involved here because I don't want to do anything to do with either of these defenses. And both offenses we know are going to put points up on the board just based on that total sitting at 57 and a half or 58 points, depending on where you're looking. Too many points for me to get involved to play here and need no confidence in either of these teams' defense. Should be an exciting game from a spectator standpoint. Lots of points to be had, a lot of big plays, a lot of playmakers on both sides. But as far as me getting involved is firing on this game and putting a bet in, no play for me. Talking about that defense for Kansas City, very last in the league on defense in yards per play allowed at almost seven yards per play, 29th in third down defense, uh, trying to prevent the opponent from converting third down. They are 29th in the league. Defensive passer rating, 24th. And you talk about Jones being back in the lineup. Uh, that will help. They are very last in the league at just 1.2 sacks per game. The Kansas City Chiefs not getting any pressure on opposing quarterbacks. I made this line two and a half in favor of Kansas City. And we saw a very good Buffalo team hold the Titans in check. And then in the second half, it looked like A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry just started to wear out that defense. If they wore out a very good Buffalo defense, what are they going to do to Kansas City? Uh, this could be ugly. And uh, you talk about not having faith in either of these defenses, James. I'm with you. But I actually played Tennessee here. Uh, I got him at five and a half and actually used him in a teaser as well. Um, you know, I've kind of been on the fade train of not only Tennessee, but especially Kansas City. And I'm going to do it again here. Um, this might be a back and forth shootout. And I'll gladly take five and a half points. Might come down to which team has the ball last. So, we will see. I'll take uh, the Derrick Henry machine to do it again to the Kansas City Chiefs here in Nashville. We'll be right back with more of the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything vsin has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. One other uh, mention I wanted to make about that Chiefs-Titans game, James, uh, talking about the lack of defense on either side. It's also been a real turn of events for the Kansas City Chiefs as far as turnover differential. They have had three straight seasons where they were positive in the turnover differential department. Right now, they are 31st in the league, and their turnover differential is minus eight. They have six takeaways, and they've given it away 14 times. We're only six games into the season. Very interesting. So... We've got another game here that we like to play week in and week out inside the Pro Football Blitz, and that is consider it, book it, or drop it. I will read a mystery player or coach's stats here, and James will try and guess who that mystery person is. I will reveal it, and then we will decide if we want to consider, book, or drop making a bet on this person to win a postseason award. And right now we're going to do Coach of the Year, and I'll start with the first coach here, James. He's led his team to a 5-1 and one start. He ranks sixth in total points per game, averaging nearly 30 points per game, along with ranking in the top 10 for defense, allowing just over three touchdowns 
per contest. Now, he won this award back in 2017, and if he wins it again this year, he'll join an elite club of coaches who have won this award multiple times, like Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells, and Mike Ditka. Back in May, his odds to win NFL Coach of the Year were 15-1. to 1. They are now down to 10-1. to 1. Who is this? Sean McVay back you in got it. You got it. Yes. Won Coach of the Year. So... You know, I, I think it's Super Bowl or bust for those guys. I think that's the hard part when you're talking about coach of the year when you have a team that's expected to get to the Super Bowl. And I guess anything short of that is, and I know it's a regular season award, but I mean, the expectations are just so high that, yeah, they're playing the way that they should be right now and where they sit currently in sit, sitting in second place, basically because of the Arizona Cardinals and how well they've been playing to get, you know, get at, getting out of the gates at six and all the only undefeated team in the NFL at this point. Yeah, I, I'd say you can consider it, but I just I just think it's hard to take and fire on coach of the year when the coaches basically it's Super Bowl or bust. And yeah, you need to be you need to win the division for one. And it's a tough division in the NFC West, but also you've got to be one of those top seeds and you've got to be at least on the offensive side. We knew that with McVay, he was going to be able to expand the offense because there's no more Jared Goff sitting back there and having to condense the playbook. Now you've been able to add a lot of those pages back into the book due to having Matthew Stafford back there and and the way that he can throw at all three levels on the field but I, I guess I'd consider it but it's not one that I'm going to book I think I would drop it James because I think you make a good point the Rams are expected to win it all and uh, you know if McVay falls anything short of that he's probably not going to win the award and it seems like they typically award this type of thing for a guy who makes a huge turnaround I mean the Rams have been a good team ever since Sean McVay got there and you know you saw last year Kevin Stefanski got the award he uh, won five more games with this Cleveland Browns team last year than they won the season prior. So I think it's a guy that has to make a big splash, really improves his team in a big way, rather than a guy that's kind of been there, done that for a few seasons in a row. I would probably drop that one on Sean McVay. Now, you mentioned uh, in division there the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, coach number two here, he has led his team to a 6-0 and start. They remain the only unbeaten team in the league, and they were kind of written off. They were the big underdog in the NFC West before the season started, but I talk about that big splash, a big turnaround. You know who this is, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, on May 18th, his odds to win Coach of the Year were 33-1, to and they are now down to just four to one, James. What do you do with that one? Probably too short to want to book it. It's four to one now. You missed the best number. I hate missing best numbers, right? You talk about where they were prior to the season, where he was prior to the season, now where it is stands sitting at four to one. I uh, think about where Arizona is, right? Well, they I don't know, is he the coach of the year? They didn't even need him last week. He wasn't even there. And what a performance out of the <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. Right. And I think and I think but that I think you're you're seeing a team now that you've got some veteran leadership on that team that I know Watt coming over from Houston. I'm sure he's glad to be out of that Texans franchise. And not that he that that J.J. Watt's the same player that he was, but he still brings that leadership and that energy into that locker room, and I think that's infectious on this team. And these guys are playing with a chip on their shoulder. They were picked to finish last by a lot of folks in the NFC West, and it's a tough division. But from that standpoint here, this is a team that wants to play with, the, with play the underdog role. Nobody expected us to do what we're doing right now. And Kyler Murray, what a great season, how well he's performed. But I really think it's the defensive side for me that's been most impressive. Vance Joseph calling the signals there as the defensive coordinator. 
Uh, I mean, I guess I'd probably drop it just because the number is so far gone. Like, yeah, if you win that, you're like four to one, but I could have had so much better double digits prior to the season. But I would have never expected that through six weeks, Brady, that the only undefeated team in the NFL would be the Arizona Cardinals. So tri- contribute to, to Kingsbury, that coaching staff, and really some of the veteran leadership that we're seeing play out on that defensive side. I think that's what has been most impressive to me is not so much what we've seen offensively, but defensively out of the Cardinals. I mean, what a great performance last week going into Cleveland and handling the Browns from start to finish in that matchup. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having 33 to one on him, but, and I'm certainly not going to grab four to one, but uh, you know, for me, I just don't see him as one of the best coaches in the NFL. Uh, now he's proven everybody wrong right now, but uh, we'll see what happens down the stretch. All right. Coach number three here. Uh, This coach has his team off to a 4-2 and start. They are 11th in points per game, averaging almost 25 points per game, but they do rank in the bottom half of the league as the defense is allowing 25 points per game on average. He's one of the new hires in the NFL, had very little preseason expectations, but right now they are fighting for the top spot in their division, and this guy's been a a buzzword coach for the first six weeks of the season. On May 18th, his odds to win Coach of the Year were 15-1. to He, like Kingsbury, is now down to just four to one. Yes, Brandon Staley. Yes, sir. About the agate, Staley. The, the agate coach. Uh, yeah, and for me, you know, he was a former agate. If you ever worked on a sports desk, if you know what the agate print is, he used to be one of those guys back in the day. I forget what small paper he worked at, but uh, – I'm thinking about for Brad and Staley, I mean, I guess we're sports betters. Talk about a gambler. Is there any bigger gambler right now when it comes to making decisions on fourth down to go for it, bypassing punts, bypassing field goal kicks, <laughs> go for it on fourth, let's rock and roll, let's roll the dice. That's going to be somebody, if you're thinking about Brandon Staley here, of getting involved, I mean, why not at this point? I mean, the numbers are so short now, but I think the Chargers, I think there were some expectations for the Chargers, but I didn't really know what it was going to look like for them when you, anytime you have a new coach coming on. doesn't mean that these new coaches can't get in there and, and do well. I just typically kind of, I want to assess the first month. Well, great job so far, and I think it was a tough spot last week going on the road at Baltimore more at some of the injuries that we we saw in some really high level games i think that game two weeks prior that game at home that they won against the cleveland browns took a lot out of both not only the Chargers but a ton out of the browns too we saw both teams really kind of flat last week in their matchups i'll give them a pass on that bye week came at a great time here for the chargers maybe i'd consider it but I, again i just hate missing those big numbers when we're late to the party and in this case here i'm definitely late to party getting involved with brandon staley but a tremendous job so far of what he's done coming in as a young coach, new coach, and a gambling coach. Got to love that as a sports better, Brady. Yeah, he's making a splash and, and making a lot of noise, and I would consider a bet on Brandon Staley as well. I think his team uh, is going to have a lot of success this year, might win that conference, might go to the Super Bowl, uh, but I love this guy's style and, you know, different, you know, obviously Kings, uh, Kingsbury's making a, a splash as well, undefeated, but uh, I mean, everybody knows what Brandon Staley's doing. I think he's maybe making more of an impression. We will see. So I would consider that one as well. All right. Last coach here. He's led his team to a four and two start. They're one of the highest scoring teams in the NFL, ranking second in the league at almost 34 points per uh, per game. Their defense is best in the league, only allowing 16.3 points per game. And it was the third highest season win total preseason set at 11. Looks like this team will be able to get there off, uh, off to a four and two start on May 18th. This guy's odds to win coach of the year were 18 to one. They are currently eight to one, James. 
McDermott? Yep, Buffalo? Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills. Uh, and, okay. and for me, this is uh, another one uh, I would consider. You know, he was kind of snubbed yeah, a little too. bit last year. Stefanski got mm-hmm. it over him, maybe. Uh, obviously, this guy has his team rolling. I- I'd consider this one for sure. Sure would have helped to convert that fourth down. Oh. I was always got to be a sneak up. Just <laughs> yeah. get behind, just burrow behind the, the center. You don't need to get into that A gap, especially for somebody like me who uh, was just needing the Bills just to win the game outright as the last leg of a, well, it was a money line parlay is what I had. But that being said, I think just think about where the Bills are going to end up. Um, already a big impressive win on the road at Kansas City a few weeks back on Sunday Night Football. And then the, just that division in the AFC East. I mean, clearly they should be the odds on favorite to it. Thinking about Baltimore Ravens in the AFC, too, how well they played. But they're a tough division, a ton of division games coming up for the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Bills are going to be the number one seed in the AFC. And at what did you say, 8-1? to one Yeah, I like that number. That's concerned. pretty good at 8-1. to one. I, Yeah, I do, too. I, I think I'll consider it. I'd lean towards booking it, but right now I'll just consider it. That's the one I like the best. Twice the price of Kingsbury and Brandon Staley on Sean McDermott to win NFL Head Coach of the Year. When we come back, we dive back into the games. We've got uh, a post-London matchup, the Dolphins and the Falcons, right here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NBA season might have tipped off, but there's still time to grab your copy of the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide. It has strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy, advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. The digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a betting edge this NBA season. Get your copy now. It's only $9.99, and it's available at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And James, I've heard a few people ask why the NFL did this to the Dolphins this week, scheduling a team off of a bye to immediately face them coming back from London. And the fact is Miami chose to take their bye later in the season. They chose to not have a bye after their trip to London. They chose to take it later in the season. The league gives teams a choice that are playing a London game if they want to take it the following week or not. The Dolphins have not. So the league is not sticking it to the Dolphins. They did it to themselves here. And I tell you, that's part of why I like the Falcons in this game, James. I made the line three and a half. It opened up at two and a half in favor of Atlanta. It's really kind of stayed there most of the week. We're starting to see a few shops uh, pop to two. I'm even seeing a one and a half, so maybe a little bit of interest here in the Dolphins. But currently, the Falcons, uh, the consensus price is two and a half uh, on the road off of their buy in South Florida. What is your take on this situation and this game? Thinking about the Miami Dolphins, there's another one. We talked about the Washington football team earlier defensively, really just a think, thinking what a disappointment they've been through six weeks of the season. Just no shows completely on the defense. One of the worst defenses in the league, which was hyped as supposed to be at least in the front four, supposed to be one of the best. Well, kind of the same thing here, at least with the Dolphins being on the precipice of being a, a contender as far as in the AFC East, being able to get to the, get to the playoffs and maybe get one of those wild cards, but really just... Man, Miami's just been awful week in and week out. And it's, uh, to me, it starts on the offensive side at the offensive line. It's one of the worst offensive lines in all of football. And now you don't have a bye week. Now you're coming back. And, yeah, if they ever wanted to just get away from football right now, it would be the Miami Dolphins. And, you know, whether the league, you know, they they choose, they they made that choice as an organization to not take the bye. Well, there, I think there's going to be some other choices that there's a lot of things swirling around. Are they actually in the the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes as far as a trade is concerned? What does that do if that's even real? And does that a distraction? I don't know. Does it matter if it's even a distraction? I mean, right now, this team is just a distraction. They just look at how they've played so far this year. And 
just just an ugly season all the way around in every facet of the game for the Miami Dolphins. And you think about the Atlanta Falcons now coming off their bye that was in London two weeks ago. And yeah, it's a, I, I lean towards the Falcons here and thinking about, well, with Arthur Smith offensively, starting to see some progress here offensively for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, granted, they haven't played very good defense in the last three weeks when you're talking about the Giants, the Washington football team, and the New York Jets on that road in London. But, you know, now those last three games, Matt Ryan's starting to find himself offensively, which is kind of interesting to see. We just see that it, he's he's definitely regressing as, a, as an older age veteran quarterback in this league but thrown for nearly 900 yards the last three games eight touchdowns no interceptions right now so this out this atlanta falcons offense at least from the passing game is starting to find its rhythm and should be plenty of rhythm to continue to find now with this miami dolphins now granted the defense for the dolphins should get both their starting corners back this week they did not have either jones or howard last week in that matchup but they should be both back this week as well as Devonte parker their best receiver should be back on the field for the miami dolphins here i'd lean towards the falcons laying less than a field goal on the road but i don't know i, I think this is probably a game for me that i'm just gonna pass I think that's maybe why we're seeing some of the action come Miami's way because, you know, when when would the Atlanta Falcons be a justified road favorite? And, and maybe only against the Miami Dolphins. If you look at Miami, 30th in the league in yards per play on offense at under five yards per play, 24th on defense in yards per play, allowing six yards per play on defense, 31st in third down conversions on defense, 27th in defensive passer rating, 28th in total DVOA. I think it is a distraction with all the Deshaun Watson uh, talk going on there in South Florida as well. And, you know, kind of a rule of thumb here, James. I like to play on a team the week after their bye if they go into that bye struggling. And that is certainly what Atlanta is doing here, going into their break off of the... They did get a win in London, but we know that takes time to adjust from that trip. They're only 2-3 and three on the year. They're certainly not a great team in this league. So I think the bye is a very good thing for the Atlanta Falcons. Conversely, I like to play against teams uh, who go into a bye that have a ton of momentum. You know, that, that for a struggling team, the bye allows them to kind of reset and regroup. For a team that's on a roll... The bye really interrupts their momentum, and sometimes I like to go against those teams on the other side of their bye. Uh, interesting to note here that three teams have done what the Dolphins are doing here in the past. All in 2017, they came back from London and elected not to take their bye. That was the Ravens, the Jaguars, and the Dolphins again back in 2017. Those three teams in that next week went 1-2 and two straight up and against the spread with Jacksonville being the only winner. And we know Jacksonville is the team that is most accustomed to the London trip. So it makes sense that they were the only winner out of those three teams that did it in 2017. By the way, the number of points those three teams scored in the week after going to London and not electing to take their bye, 9, 20, and 16. Well, I guess the Dolphins will fit right in there, too. This is a team that's totally inept on both sides of the football. We talked about the offensive line for Miami and what a wreck it is. And now with Tua coming back in, he made some plays last week in that game. But but ultimately, you got to consider the competition that they were playing, too. And it's just, I, I think for me, Brady, it's... Uh, if I'm taking a team on the road, and I like what we've seen out of the offense for the Falcons the last three weeks, but if I'm taking a team on the road, I want to make sure that at least defensively they can kind of hold their own and get some stops. Now, Miami Dolphins can probably stop themselves offensively plenty of, yeah, with, with how putrid they've been offensively, but here... 
I just a Falcon. This is not a good Falcons defense, and it's just one that I don't know if I can trust it going on the road. Uh, albeit now it's a Miami Dolphins team that's really a, a complete wreck right now at this point of the season. But yeah, I'm leaning towards the Falcons. Haven't got there yet. It's laying less than three. I might get there, but right now I think it's. I'm still on the fence with it, and I can only go with the the Falcons in this matchup. I don't want anything to do with the Dolphins in this game. James, speaking of a team that's struggling going into their bye week, the one and four New York Jets are in New England to face the two and four Patriots. And New England has played four games at home this season. They are 0 and four straight up in those games, most recently the wild finish against the Dallas Cowboys in overtime. Of course, the Jets beat the Titans in overtime in week four. They lost to the Atlanta Falcons in London in week five. I actually made this line four and a half in favor of New England. Now, I know the Jets aren't very good, especially offensively, but I think their defense is solid, and I don't think the Patriots are very good. Currently, New England laying seven. It's pretty much been there all week. Seven points in favor of the Patriots, a total of 42 and a half here. James, what do you think? I think with the, I mean, looking at that number, it's, 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 it's going to be a struggle for both these teams to score. I know Matt Jones made some big plays last week, but really, and that was towards the latter part of the game, um, we've seen this with the Patriots. Yeah, it's so much hype around Belichick, and rightfully so. I mean, he's got the pedigree, and, and you have to give that to, to Bill Belichick and his defense. We know they're going to show up each and every week on that side of the field, but yeah, the Jets, I mean, they're going to have to lean on their defense, too. Thinking about how the Jets played offensively the first matchup, the first go-around, Zach Wilson picked off four times and really just completely couldn't, he didn't know what was going on in that game, but that was early in the season. That was week two, and now the young quarterback has had some time to be able to to get more acclimated to the speed of the NFL and, and coverages and all the different looks that he's going to see, plus the fact that they're coming off a bye week here. I mean, where do we go here, Brady? Is it? I, I guess honestly, it's kind of interesting. I've I tend to lean towards the Jets in this situation, getting the seven on the road here against New England, and New England just hasn't shown me enough to to be able to compete. You mentioned they are zero and four so far at home, and I think the the schedule makers really tried to get New England off to a good start. If you look at their schedule. I mean, the fact that they've been able to play, this will be their fifth game in seven weeks at home and some pretty favorable matchups when you're thinking about being able to play uh, the Jets twice early in the season and you're playing New Orleans at home, you're playing Miami. I mean, a lot of home games, a lot of kind of games that potentially were winnable for the New England Patriots, but not playing well, two and four. A lot of areas of concern for me for the New England Patriots saying, I'm going to take this team and lay seven with the Patriots. Not a side I want to take. I lean towards the Jets here, Brady, but I probably won't get involved. Kind of interesting. We've seen 80, 85, 90% of the tickets this week on the New England Patriots, and let and yet that line has not budged. The Patriots allowed 22 points against Davis Mills and Houston. The most any other team has allowed Mills at the helm with the Texans is nine. New England opponents missed six field goals in their last five games, and New England still found a way to lose three of those games. I bought the half point here. James took seven and a half with the New York Jets. Um, I've got another stat for you on the other side. We'll get to it in the program, but uh, I don't. I don't like this. Uh, this game for the New England Patriots, I think that's too many points. I'll take the Jets off of a bye week to make this competitive and make a game out of it. When we come back, it's Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson. Time to reveal the consensus picks for the Circa Million and Circa Survivor right here on the Pro Football Blitz.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.